0: That's your guides and their guides giving you the direct download. Exactly. And you're not messing with the information.
1: to Supernormalize the podcast where we challenge the conventional break boundaries and normalize the supernatural. Join me CJ as we explore uncharted realms of existence and unravel the mysteries of our universe. If you have an unusual knowledge or unique story to share reach out to me at supernormalized at proton.me. Let's make the supernatural the new normal. Today we have a treat for our listeners of Supernormalize in the form of Corby Mitlide. Corby reached out to me and I couldn't go past her introduction as her extensive life experience and ways of explaining herself. ...are very engaging. So, dear listeners, let me introduce Corby, a writer and visionary who has always chosen her own path amidst a family of medical professionals. With a relentless pursuit of joy and purpose, Corby's journey has been marked by challenges including multiple marriages, various spiritual paths and battling breast cancer. However, these experiences have taught her the value of an examined life, facing a situation with strength, courage and humour... Today, Corby is a beacon of manifestation and vision, utilizing her skills as a certified tarot master, psychic medium, past life specialist, and channel. Her global career and intuitive talents have been featured in best books, yet she remains humbly inspiring, encouraging clients with the belief that can do what she does. Dear listener, I truly appreciate your company on this audio journey, and if you're enjoying Supernormalize, I kindly ask for your support in reaching more curious minds like yours. Please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on your podcast app. Your rating will help us gain visibility and show the algorithms that this is worth sharing. Share your love for the show with your friends and let them know how much you enjoy Supernormalized. Thank you for support. On to the show. Welcome to Supernormalize, Corby Midlide So, Corby. A
0: pleasure to be here.
1: I'm... I'm I'm so happy to have you here. I'm you reached out to me and um I was really impressed with the way you explained your understanding of psychic um abilities, working with tarot, working with people, and also your extensive experience in doing so. And that really piqued my interest because I'm all about normalizing the supernatural. A lot of people still see psychics and all that as like woo-woo. And to be honest, I don't think so. I mean, I've I've lived with a psychic ability and and also remote viewing ability and um tarot card reading since i was what 12 so yeah
0: yep,
1: yep. <laughs> you know I we've think been reading
0: that... since Moses was in diapers is how i yeah yeah this.
1: basically yeah yeah so um but you know you've you've got extensive experience and i and i thought that's a it's a, a good angle for the show let's have a talk about um your psychic ability and okay let's give you we'll start with your origin story how did this all start for you
0: okay when i was nine I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, And I thought, oh, there's magic in the world. I want to go find it. Yeah. Fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school. I was working part time at a little shop called Spencer Gifts. And they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck. And I bought it because we were all hippies. then. you had your elephant bell bottoms and your David Crosby fridge jacket and your deck. Now, five years later, everybody else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls, but I loved the stories I was getting from the cards. Yeah, right. So for 20 years, I read for friends, making sure that I kept my ego out of the way, and I was a clear channel for what I saw. Yes. All of a sudden, in the early 90s, uh, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training, which was the universe handing me my draft notice saying, hello, you're working for us. Mm. So I did it part-time. Meanwhile, a very checkered career, actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, executive recruiter, writer for the graphic novel series ElfQuest, psychic on the side. But 9-11, as we watched the towers burn, I turned to my husband and I said, I need to do this work full time. People need to know there are other answers out there. Mm. He said, I believe in you. Go do it. Since then. I work six days a week, 14 hours a day. I read about 1,000 people a year, and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's the gift.
1: Wow, that's cool. That's cool. So You were called obviously in the first place, and at first it was Ooh. like a um, um, a childhood interest. And it, I'm just curious why the 007 tarot deck? That's so odd. Most people pick that up was the, right the away. year
0: that Live and Let Die came out. Oh, that Jane was such Seymour an honor awesome as movie. Solitaire the Reader.
1: Oh, and right. that's what Spencer had. Oh, god, I love that yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, but very cool, very cool, and so you. You're doing your readings and you said that you you've, you allowed yourself and found yourself a way to become the clear channel in that and get your ego out of the way. Was that a process for you in time or did that something that just happened naturally?
0: Kind of both. both. Uh, it did happen naturally, but it wasn't an instantaneous thing. Mm. Our egos are important because that's the construct that our oversouls, our higher selves, give us to work down here on the chosen lessons. But when your ego gets in the way of reading, there's that little voice in the back of your mind. Are they going to believe what I said? Oh my God, am I right on this? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should change the message. No, right. we are the tube. It comes through, which is what John Holland has always said. Yes. And so you have to just give the information. Um, one of my favorite stories about this is I was reading in Kitchener, Ontario, and I saw a couple of challenging things for the woman who sat down with me, and I told her, and she gets up, and she looks at me, and she goes, you suck, and she walks away,
1: okay, Ooh.
0: who's in my chair the next time I'm up in Kitchener?
1: She
0: <laughs> says, Last time I said you sucked, I said, yes, I remember, because you told me that I was going to want to take in a border and then I was going to want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull, but my daughter moved home and now I want to sell my house to help raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you see. Don't shoot the messenger.
1: (laughs) I, I had a similar story like that when I was working one time in Byron Bay on the streets, they had a, um, A a big festival, and I thought I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going to go down, I'm going to throw down a blanket, and I'm going to pull my tarot cards out, and I'm going to do it with people. I'm just going to do it for 10 bucks each go and just see how we go. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing like sessions back to back, because it was so crowded, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And this one guy comes up and he said, I don't think you can read anything for me. And I said, Sit down, let's just go for it. And he, he was completely skeptical. And I was going through the cards and pulling all the cards out, and I was seeing this story, and I was like, Whoa, that's a heavy story. And I said, This is the story I'm seeing. I don't know how true it is, but you can tell me. So I told him the story and it was about uh, him uh, being in a really difficult situation with his business and his wife, but he didn't know about the other part of the story, which was the fact that his business partner was cheating on him with his wife and and embezzling. And I was like, what is this? And I told him that. that. And he said, how do you know that? And he said, I've only only had my suspicions about that, but how did you know that? And I said, "I, I didn't. It's in the cards right there. And he was shocked. So uh, it, yeah. I'm 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 amazed when things like this come out because you know they can and they do and if we we are the open channel, oh, yeah. it just pops mm-hmm. through and and I and, and um Car- Carmel Elias she's a reader in uh, I think in, in uh, Italy, she also yeah. says basically just read like the devil just be be a pure pure channel just let it out mm-hmm. un, un that's filtered, right unfiltered. Mm.
0: because when it's unfiltered that's your guides and their guides giving you the direct download exactly you're not messing with the information
1: yeah 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 so you shared some um you had some experiences with challenges in your life um while going through uh and becoming this psychic um do you want to share any of those challenges and and how you get through it got through those and did your psychic abilities and they help you at all through this
0: i don't know um the the short version. I have been through three bouts of breast cancer, two divorces, uh, the death of my parents, rape, poverty, abuse, you name it. Yeah. But what I have learned is, so I guess some of it is is if you will intuitive. Um, God doesn't stick in the knife and twist it. it. No, it just doesn't happen. And karma is not carrot and stick. Karma is five things contrast, healing of beliefs, healing service, and unbalanced energy. Right. So when these things happened, if I could parse out where in past lives I needed to learn these things, yeah. you don't feel oh for me. Right. And the other part is simply, this is stuff that I learned at a place called the Option Institute in Massachusetts. You have to learn the examined life. You have to answer ask yourself three important questions. So a year and a half after I was married to my the right guy in my late 40s, um, I went for my yearly exam. The doctor said, well, it's breast cancer both sides. Even though it's a second primary, which turns the danger clock back to zero, right. it's the third time for you. So three strikes are out. We're taking the rack, we're taking the ovaries, and you're going from this Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects in three weeks sucking up. Oh, God. Now, did I go home and cry? Yes, I'm normal. Yeah. But I knew I had to, if I was going to deal with this, I had to find three reasons to be okay with it. I did not care how dumb they sounded. So, yes. you don't have them, you can't get cancer there. Number two, the top half is not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year. And every woman listening knows exactly what I'm talking about with that. Mm-hmm. Third, implants, I'll be cool. Perky till I'm 93, this is fine. So, Between that attitude and my understanding that this was not God doesn't love me, but this was a challenge that my higher self said is going to lead to something better. Mm. Went through a six-hour operation, double mastectomy reconstruction in Boston. Got out of the hospital in three days, shopped for a bathing suit in five. It's been 19 years. This is what 68 looks like. And because I no longer understood myself as just that body yes it deepened my ability to value myself for lots of other things to be deeply compassionate and to help women going through this to understand it's not the end of the world and i have had women who have been in the recovery room and when they're waking up they are divorce papers on the night table saying i married a whole woman yeah i was what? really my that's husband looked at me and awful. said, I married you, not them, which is mm. another example of the universe gave me the right guy yeah, for, for sure. when this was going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yes, it's that's the examined life. Yes. This is happening, and I don't want it, but it's going to happen. What can I learn from it? Mm. For me, because I'm a teacher, how can I teach with it? And then next, you don't stay stuck in your story. I know too many women that had colon cancer 15 years ago, and I am Susan, and I'm a cancer survivor. That was 15 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and I use this as my example. This is from our local newspaper in 1973. Yeah. I was the New Jersey Betty Crocker homemaker of tomorrow. <laughs> I had talk about that now, because that was 50 years ago, and I have moved on.
1: <laughs> when they see
0: that, they laugh, but they get it. Yes. So, that's, that is, frankly, how you have to understand karma. Mm. It is not carrot and stick. It's what are you going to learn? How can you pass on the learning while you're down here? Mm. And everybody can do it. You know, I say over and over again, I'm not special. You can do what I do. In fact, I lost a reality show because I wouldn't let them lie.
1: They wanted right. to say that
0: nobody in the world could do what I do. I said that you can't because yeah, That true. Mm. puts the lie to everything I've ever said, and they went with some other guy. Fine. Yeah. It wasn't well, worth the lie.
1: Well, I'm glad you stuck to your guns with that because uh, yeah, when you sell out on yourself, it doesn't really help in your own personal growth and, and then compounds into other things Mm-mm. usually. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, yeah. All. So how does your belief that um, you can do what I do, inspire and empower your clients and tap into their own extraordinary abilities, how does that work for them?
0: Well, for one thing, they don't look at me like I'm Madame Huha or Swami Swalanda. <laughs> and they know that I'm not going to try the oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, you a dog, fifty dollars every family member, twenty-five for dog, he's small, we fix. And I mean, <laughs> the kinds of things that I've had clients run <laughs> yeah. into are horrific.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I teach them, for instance, don't ask yes or no questions, ask empowering. You come to me about your business. Yeah. Don't say, is my business going to be successful? What if I said, no, you're going to lose everything and live in a box under a bridge? Yes. What if I have magic candle? No, I say, ask how do I make my business rock and roll? Yes. And it's a multi-card spread, a card for them, a card for the energy around the business, the brick and mortar location, how to market it, clients, competition, staff, finances, what they need to know and best possible outcome. That puts the power in their hands.
1: Yes, that's exactly Right. Yeah, I found that with um, working with anyone, or even working with myself, if I get the question wrong, then I can get you know shuttled down the wrong path altogether, um, and yes, without without absolutely. my own will, it without my own will in play. Then it's a bit silly, but that's just what happens. And um, so, yeah, asking the right question and framing it the right way is exactly what needs to happen before you even go to somebody. So think about mm-hmm. what you really want to what want to ask, and whether you really need to ask that too is another thing too. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. You know, I've, I've written three books, but the one you're talking about is yes. kind of my favorite. It's yes. called The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys.
1: Yeah, I love that, and I love that it's title.
0: Not, it's, it's not to teach you how to be a psychic. There are 6,942 books like that. Yes, This is how to find a good one, how to ask the right questions, what not to do. Mm. And um, I admit it. A lot of it is funny, and other intuitives have read it, and they're laughing. And they go, "Oh, geez, I wish I had this book when I was starting." <laughs> because one of my favorite chapters is what you don't ask when getting a reading won't help, Ooh. and it's you know ninety five percent of of rookies' questions. It's going to be disperse love me, mm. and we get it like this. Does Bruce think about me? No. Has he ever thought about me? Not the way you want. If I do such and such, will he think about me? No. Is he going to call soon? He's not. Well, if he's not going to call soon, is he going to call later? And they keep pushing this question on you, hoping you will finally break down and go, yes, yes, he loves you and he wants seven babies with you, but he just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good, I thought so. Don't <laughs> do that. Just don't.
1: <laughs>
0: or they come to you and... They are absolutely sure it's all going to be awful. Yes. Uh, the, the quote, my supervisor at work is mean to me. Is she going to get any nicer? No. Is her supervisor going to make her stop harassing me? No. Is she going to fire me? No. But if she doesn't like people, she fires them. Are you sure she won't fire me? It doesn't appear so in anything I'm seeing. Okay, I have a meeting with her tomorrow. Is she going to fire me then or should I quit first? Were are you listing? <laughs> Geez, Louise.
1: Yeah, but that's that's yeah. Uh, people are really determined at times to um, be ignorant to uh, what the truth is. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're only coming to us to hear what they want, and yep. you know, it's it's one of the reasons. How many people say, "How often should I go to a psychic?" And there is no cut and dried answer. If you come to me this month and you use everything that I told you, and life has moved on interestingly, and you want a second reading, great. But if you come to me every year, once a year, with the same questions, and now I'm giving you the same answers, after year three, I will be like a good bartender and I will cut you off. You are wasting my time and your money. Mm, mm, And that is also one of the reasons people trust me as a professional intuitive, because I won't take the money if I can't honestly
1: earn it. Mm, Yes, yes. Yeah, that's great. It's good that that you have integrity. I mean, a lot of people in... um uh seem to prey on people when it comes to the the vulnerabilities that come around in everyone's lives and the common ones being relationships money um employment yes. things like that so it's a bit sad but um yeah yeah, yeah but th- there is confidence tricks in in every in every life game it seems um I'm glad you're not one mm-hmm. of them which is which is beautiful um and you've written books about helping people get through their lives like clean out your life closet i mean w- can you give us the outline of that book and Oh, sure. Yeah. Um,
0: I It is a self-help book, but I made sure it was different from any other one you would find. Because I often say, I'll give 50 bucks, cold cash, to anyone who can honestly say they've never had a self-help book in their lives. Mm. I remember my first one that I bought when I was 13 in 1968. And the first paragraph was, Judy has a groovy wardrobe. Remember, this is the 60s. Her hair is fab and her makeup is far out. But nobody likes Judy because Judy is fat. And in that one paragraph, hundreds of thousands of girls in America were told, you are utterly worthless unless you're thin. Nothing else matters. Crazy. And it's insane. Mm. And even today, there was a book that said you can't eat food with leptin and you should get up every morning an extra hour early to do yoga. If you're a single mom in Milwaukee or Brisbane with two school age kids and a job, do you think you're going to do that?
1: No. Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) So this book is based on four things.
1: Mm.
0: Clarity, adaptability, simplicity, and making friends with stress. But I don't say, do everything I tell you when it all gets better. I haven't lived your life. Mm. It's usually, here's a dumb thing I did. Maybe here's a client story. Here are some things to think about. But then... At the end of the chapter, you have what I call the adventure pages, and you cannot turn to page 82 and figure out what the right answer is. I don't let you do that. Instead, you have to answer the questions from your own life. The chapter, How Perfect Destroys Good. Where Mm. do you beat yourself up most often and why? Mm. Reimagine one of those times with the idea that good can triumph over perfect. What does it look like now? How would your life change if you stopped thinking perfection was the only correct response to a project or a situation? When you can answer that from your own life, you will have more freedom than you can possibly imagine.
1: Mm, mm. It, it, it sounds like they're um, uh, wholesome steps rather than pressured steps that people can take.
0: They're encouragement.
1: They mm. are not orders. Yes. That's a difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. now you have mentioned um, in some of your writing thinking like a Martian what does that mean? <laughs> can you give us some examples?
0: Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I, I love that um, it does not mean that you have to think like a little Looney Tunes character with the sneakers on the feet and the big yeah, I thought that
1: straight away head. actually to be honest <laughs> of
0: course we all love Marvin the Martian yeah
1: he was such a character
0: <laughs> um, but imagine that You're from planet Zorch and you have just landed on earth and you are instructed to find out about the creatures that live here. Instead of, as you and I might do, if one of us is crying, the other looks and says, why are you crying? The little Zorchian would walk up to the person crying and go, why is there water coming from your eyes? He wouldn't, judge it's emotional and he'd be right because maybe your contact lenses are bugging you or maybe you have allergies or maybe there's an emotional basis Mm. when you only ask objectively what you are seeing everything opens up
1: okay okay so can you provide any examples of that with any clients you've worked with yeah yeah
0: Um, One of my favorite stories, there was a guy who was married. He had a little girl who was in a bad car accident. And while he was put together, his face kind of looked like bad spin art. He was very self-conscious. And he kind of always walked around hiding his face. Um, But he was still married and had a kid. One night he was putting his daughter to bed and she grabs his face. And she smushes it next to hers and she says, this would be a great picture, but it would be better if mommy's face were in the picture. Now, before he learned to think like a Martian, he would immediately assume, oh my God, even my daughter thinks I'm hideous. What kind of trauma would that leave for the end of his life? Mm, Instead, he was a Martian and asked the question, why would it be better if mommy's face were in the picture? And his daughter just looks at him like, you idiot, and says, because mommy can't hold the camera still and you take good pictures. Because he asked, because he thought like a Martian, he avoided decades of trauma and a fractured relationship with his daughter.
1: Mm, mm, mm. And greater understanding of the meaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Very cool. So what's the meaning behind the term that um, I've read that uh, you propose, which is a drive-by psychic shooting? What, what does that mean? No. The the psychics and the spiritual <laughs> exploration. I mean, <laughs> no,
0: baby red. That's, that's a hot button with me.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I don't know if you have uh, ever seen the long Island medium, which is no. a program. It's one of the reality shows here. Teresa Caputo is supposed to be this amazing medium and, and they, Stage things like somebody's in the local grocery store and they're testing out the cantaloupes. And she walks up to them and goes, Excuse me, you ran Doris? She says you have a bald tire in the back and you're going to die in a car accident in a week if you don't get it fixed. Just telling you and walks away. And people see that and think that's real. No. Number one, her PR team went and checked all the grocery stores on Long Island and checked one out. Then they interviewed a lot of people and had them sign legal model releases. And then it gets uh, rehearsed oh. six times but people see that and think that's what you're po- supposed to do mm. and i tell people if someone walks up to you and says something like that you just put your hand up and say i'm sorry i don't know you and i don't want the message and if they push you tell the the supervisor or the grocery store manager or whoever it is you're getting harassed you don't know these people from adam's house cat mm. why mm. should you trust them And part of it is also that can happen to us. You know, it's, it's no boundaries. I jokingly refer to the very fluffy healers and readers as Glurpy purple with angels. Um, And so let's say that one, her, her spiritual name is little dancing raccoon. Look, I've been reading for 11 hours at a show and I'm intense. And so, yeah, maybe I'm doing this and I'm rubbing my neck and she goes, oh, I'm in a can help you and she comes at you with her hand splayed and i go no thank you no really i can't she keeps coming i say i don't want this just like me and i finally say go off and she gets all upset and goes you're not very loving light are you i said well you didn't listen i'm from new york honey i call it where i see it (laughs) but it's that kind of thing they are so into their own abilities that they have absolutely no respect for personal boundaries and i tell all my clients you have a right to say no. In mm. fact, I have a postcard that says no is a fabulous idea and I give it to women who have trouble saying no.
1: Yeah, right. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It does sound like that um when you're in those situations, those people might be a bit um instead of being love and light themselves, they're a bit ego driven. They don't understand that they're they're doing it that way though, because I think everyone should everyone deserves oh. their <laughs> specialness.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. But, you know, it's just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I mean, look, if you were at a cocktail party and you say hello to your OBGYN, you do not expect him to lift your skirt and start diagnosing. It's not the right place. And he wasn't invited. So you wait until you're asked. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I'm glad society has Look, some boundaries. Uh, CJ, I have done stand
0: up <laughs> comedy about you think a psychic's life is easy. So yes, I am funny. I totally own
1: it. Oh no, that's great. That's it's really good. You can go any direction you like with that. That's that's very welcome.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, doing stand-up comedy yeah. does take away the scariness from psychics. It it l- makes us seem less mysterious and more real people. Okay. So in that sense, doing stand-up is very useful
1: when you've done stand-up comedy have you actually ever done any psychic work while on the stage with the crowd at all no no absolutely no ones not at all? nope because i'm
0: trying to get them to laugh and you know it's yeah. as the marvelous mrs maisel says it's your type 10 um but i don't do mediumship in a gallery because yes. i do not censor what i get oh, no. and sometimes what comes out of my mouth is not appropriate for a public setting. Of on the course. other hand, yeah, right. yes, I do past life galleries. That's one of my gifts, okay. is I can pull down past lives very, very quickly. Right. Uh, it's one of the things that I found I could do by working with Robert Schwartz in his books on uh, pre-birth planning and uh, and karma. Okay. So How does that play out? Why do you need to know a past life? You don't need to know all of them. Mm. You know, if you're um, a janitor in Sydney and all of a sudden you realize you're a and vote apart, you're really going to want to stay with a mop? Probably not. <laughs> but if you have an obsession, a phobia, a person, a place that you don't understand what the importance is, then it can be useful. Two examples. A woman comes to me and says, I don't know what to do about my son. He's 29. He won't make any important decisions without me. He won't live more than a mile away. This is not normal. What's going on? Mm. And so it took me about five seconds. And I said, okay, I'm seeing 1944, Utah Beach. So this is D-Day. He's a soldier on the beach. He's got a fair amount of shrapnel in his leg. It's a pretty serious wound. You are his commanding officer and you drag him over a dune and you take some shrapnel yourself. But you both get out of there and you both live. And I open my eyes and she says, can you see my rank? I go, yeah, you were sergeant. He goes, he's called me sergeant since he was three years old. And we never know where that came
1: from. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, the most I've ever done is I've done past life galleries. Uh, there is an event called First Night,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: a lot of uh, American cities do of New Year's Eve. And it opens up the city with all kinds of family-friendly things. So for First Night Saratoga Springs, I did past life galleries. I did three of them. And it was, you know, I must have done 70 past lives in two and a half hours, which, trust me, my brain was fried.
1: i got a question. i got a question around that. So when you say gallery, do you mean like, do you have like people in groups, like sitting there and you just start reading for them? Or is it one-on-one as they come past?
0: No, it's 75 people in the room. Wow. And uh, everyone has, when they've come in, filled out a question, you know, why do I have this? Why that? Why the other? And I just pick them and go through them. And there was mm-hmm. a woman who said, why am I so fixated on the 1940s and the home front? And so I said, okay. Now, remember, this is New Year's Eve, so everybody is all bundled in their coats. It's it's yeah. the depth of winter up here in New York. Um, and I said, okay. Italian American family, Philly or Baltimore, something like that. And four sons, each one went into a different branch of the service. And you were very dedicated to the boys at home, you know, UFO or USO and all of that stuff. Yeah. But the brother who was in the Air Force got shot down over Germany. Right. And your mother said, he died with honor. We're not wearing black. And so the women in your family wore sky blue as mourning. And everyone always had some sky blue that they wore in memory of your brother. She stands up. She unzips her coat. She takes it off. Her top is sky blue. She says, this has always been my favorite color. I can't make this stuff up. See, yeah. I just can't. And this is just, I'm the tube, it comes through. I cannot take anything else. But I'll tell you, when you say, whoever you are, you say to the universe, okay, I'm accepting my draft notice. The universe goes rifling through your internal file cabinet to see what, you, you, what you're what you good at. Me, theater major at Brown University, and I acted in New York, so I understand characters and stories. Um, I'm a writer. Words are my drug of choice, so I love telling the stories. <laughs> and I've always adored history which is why tarot and oracle cards which tell stories and past lives it's the advantage there may be somebody else who does past lives and they're good but you show us both the same picture in our minds they may say well it's a long skirt and it's it's a big fancy hat and you're in front of some big building so maybe it's europe i could see the exact same thing and say hobble skirt picture hat that kind of ostrich feather and you're standing in front of the Brandenburg Gate. So this is Berlin in 1911 or 1912. Yes. On the other hand, do not ask me to do spirit art because I cannot draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. Not my wheelhouse.
1: <laughs> well, it does sound like you get the like the words surrounding the experience. I mean, when it comes to you, these impressions do they come to you as visions? Do they come to you as audio? Like a movie. Like a movie. Like a movie. Do you even get, do you even get it right down to, um, uh, physical sensations and smells as well? Sometimes. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, Right. That must be very strong for you then in that case. Uh, and, um, so when you say sometimes, um, are those ones usually even more intense for people when they get those? Yes. Yes, they are.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Um,
0: but they want them. They They want want them them. or they would not ask.
1: Mm. mm, Hmm does every psychic um have the ability to talk to dead people like you do i mean i i know for myself i do um and i can pick up um impressions from people that have passed on i've given this example before on the show um but um uh, my my wife had her um brother pass over 20 years ago and recently we were celebrating his um birthday and we we're driving down a hill and my car in my car i had uh, my phone turned on and plugged into the car and i don't have siri turned on But she said, it's been 20 years. That's such a long time. And Siri turned on through the car and said, I reckon. And she said, that's exactly what he would say. And I don't have Siri turned on. So it was, (laughs) these things happen, right?
0: You know, (laughs) they absolutely do. And can, we can all do everything I do. We're all wired the same way, but it's a matter of, do you want to? Do you want to? Um, Mm -hmm. So most people say, are all psychics, mediums, and I think, no. Remember Venn diagrams. Yeah. Okay. Um, All mediums are psychic, because that's a quality, but not all psychics are mediums. Mm, mm. Mediums specifically talk to dead people. Yes. Channeling is ETs, angelic, spirit guides, things like that, not specifically dead Aunt Mabel. Yes. So, That's the difference between a psychic and a channel.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So have you ever thought of um, teaching people to do what you do? I mean, or is that something you already do now?
0: Well, what I do, um, there is something called Patreon. I don't know if you've got it down under. But it is a website where people can go and support artists, creators they believe in. Yes. That's where I teach. Um, Ah, It's... Very inexpensive. I mean, you know, 10 or $25 a month, not the hundreds that some people charge. Yeah. And once a month we get together and I will teach whatever they want. And if I'm not the person to do it, I know people who are. For instance, Pat Dumas of York, Pennsylvania, brilliant astrologer. She came and taught astrology to my group. Cindy Howell of uh, the Spiral Connection knows her crystals inside and out. What I do is absolutely teach about cards, teach about spirit guides, teach about past lives, help them with meditations, help them decide what is it that's important to them. The thing is, I'm a mentor, Mm. not a guru. And the difference is huge. Mentors push you out of the nest a little before you think you're ready to go. Um, Push you a little farther than you think you can go. But then, they applaud in the audience when the student gets an award for being better at what they do than they were. The example I use is Meryl Streep clutching her Oscar, thanking her university drama teacher. Gurus are the ones who just want you to keep giving the money, and I am the one that has all the information, and you are sitting at my feet, and you can hope to do what I do, but it takes a long time to get there. And, and, and. Um, you know, Esther Hicks. With Abraham is a good example of that, right, because yeah. she's written seventy-two thousand books, and then you're supposed to go on a cruise and hear the same thing. No, no. I want my kids to graduate from me. Yeah, right. That's the mark of a true teacher.
1: Yeah, right. Who knows yeah. what they're here for. Your information sets them free. Hmm. Hmm. So, I've got a question for you. How did your um, unique upbringing in a medical family influence your journey and the choices you made yourself?
0: I was the rebel. Um, my brother, my father, doctors, my mother was a nurse. I was the theater major. I was the writer. I was the, the hippie rebel. My brother was straight arrow. Right. Um, and so there are still members of my family who look at me at 68 and think that I'm a complete and total failure. And they're ashamed of me. Why? Mm. Because I didn't finish college because I have had a difficult life. And because I work in a field that they think is nothing but carnival steel. Live and be well. Mm. I could not have read in my life 30,000 people if I was a fake. If there wasn't anything to this
1: yeah exactly
0: so that's why there will be people when you start doing this work there will be people who think you cheat you're a liar you're crazy and all you can do is look at them and i tell you use my two magic phrases thank you for sharing you may think that if you wish
1: Mm, mm, but don't let them
0: take away your treasure
1: i have to admit when i was younger i I had a lot of connection with uh, spirits and um, at that stage, uh, fairy spirits. And I tried to explain that to my friends and no one else was experiencing what I was experiencing that I thought was completely natural. So I did actually shut that down and it did make a big rift in my soul and my personality, which did cause a massive amount of depression as a teenager. And um, I did fight my way through that and, and uh, I was basically to put it plainly rescued by angels mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the way i'd like to explain it uh and uh i did in time learn that um just speaking a truth if people are ready to listen if they aren't don't even tell them you know
0: yeah in a way because my family thought i was a total failure anyway i didn't have to explain the psychic stuff they just lumped it all together with she's crazy you yeah. know i had one member of the family who told her children Don't ever talk to Joellen. She's crazy. Don't believe anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you still do a lot of reading with people and you do that um, Mm -hmm. off the cuff by the sound of it. And also you may do it as well using tarot cards. Do you have any preferred Mm -hmm. decks that you work with?
0: Oh yeah. Um, I love tarot Illuminati. It's by my buddy, Eric Dunn. It is Rider Waite based. But the artwork is just stunning. Yes. And uh, the thing that I love about Eric is he's given each of the minor suits a culture. Mm. Pentacles are Oriental, wands are Middle Eastern, uh, swords are Tudor England, and cups are Russian Scandinavian.
1: Yeah, right. That makes sense.
0: I also use a ton of Oracle decks. Mm. Um, They tell me what they want me to use them for when I get them. Ah,
1: so I keep right. about
0: seven or eight on my desk. The other thing though, I, I do teach um, what I call uh, the A-listers class for doing psychic fairs, for being on the circuit. Yes. And one of the things that I tell them is you really have to have a children's deck, even if you say you don't read children. Because if, you know, somebody is there for a reading and they have no place to put little two-year-old Muffin and Muffin keeps going, what a card, what a card, what a card. If you only have your tower deck, what are you going to do if they pick a card and you go, oh, look, Muffin, yeah. (laughs) So I have, it's called Cat Wisdom. And it's got adorable little kitties and puppies. Wake
1: up get started.
0: And, you know, keep a lookout. And the cards are perfectly safe for the kids. She's not going to have nightmares. Yeah, right. Um, Where did you get that? Th- that's, that's the that's kind cool. of thing that rookies don't think about.
1: Yeah, I never thought of.
0: Which that. is why the <laughs> third book, which has just been revised, yeah, is you've got the magic who needs a genie? Why yes. should those kids have to go out and reinvent the wheel? I was right. on the road eighteen years. 45 weekends a year. My nickname was the Travel Channel. Been there, done that, <laughs> sold the franchise. And frankly, I loved it. I loved being a Hilton Diamond. You know, you walk in and they go, we're not worthy. It was great. Um, but the universe <laughs> kept saying, it's time to come off the road. I want to come off the road. It's time to come off the road. And next year. Well, they took matters on their own hands. And July of 2019, all of a sudden, I had a herniated disc and pinched nerve. Baby, that makes having triplets feel like a tea party. Well, it took them about four months to get me back to quasi normal. But yes. they said, look, the damage is permanent. So your career is over. You cannot drive 10 hours one way in a car. You cannot do the heavy load in, load out. So I quit from about November of 2019 through to March of 2020, put my business all online. What happened in March of 2020, but the beginning of the years of Murder, Hornet, Bingo, and Hold My Beer? COVID. So <laughs> the universe knew what was going to happen and kept going, push. Yeah. My business was fine. People who only did shows, their business tanked because everything closed down.
1: You were prepared. So
0: that's why listen to Upstairs. They, yeah. they usually have a little better view of things than you do.
1: There is an agenda that, um, yeah, it is to your benefit if you listen. That's that's definitely true. Very yes. very cool. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've never seen those cards before. That was amazing to have those uh, the children's cards exposed. I thought that's like such a great idea. I've never ever yes. thought of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, you've been doing this for such a long time now. Is there anything that um, you could give as like a pro tip to? To people in their lives, because we are going through, you know, uh, what people would say troubled times and really strange yep. times that with a lot of unexpected, unusual events happening. I mean, even this week, we've had so much, um, you know, sudden, um, well, they say UFO disclosure, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, as if they didn't already have them. You Do know,
0: you things. really think <laughs> that we on this dust moat of a backwater planet on the backwater arm of a middling galaxy, we're it?
1: Yeah, know that's ridiculous, no. isn't it? That's entirely ridiculous. So,
0: now, no. whether they are the greys or whether they are like the Vulcan who came down the stairs of the ship in Star Trek First Contact, I don't know. Hmm. Hopefully it's not like um, Hitchhiker's Guide where they just want to blow us up to make room for a freeway. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we are like the sharpest tool in the shed as they say, and I'm sure that ETs see that from how we constantly war with each other, how we're destroying the environment. Mm. Now, whether they are going to come down to help us get better or they just, you know, they put a, you know, big red X danger, do not visit, condemned (laughs) in our atmosphere so nobody else comes down. I have no idea. But the idea that there are others out there absolutely
1: yeah definitely definitely out there and uh yeah during these times i mean it's uh it's quite um exciting for a lot of us um and then for other people it's like oh my god you know clutching pearls so we'll we'll see how that all plays out it'll be very we're living interesting time much else you can do you know (laughs) Yeah. yeah exactly uh now uh for the listeners, is there any way you'd like to send them to learn more about you, engage with you, join your Patreon? I mean, I'll, I'll obviously provide all of the links at the bottom of the podcast notes here. But DJ, there...
0: they can't avoid me. I'm all <laughs> over the
1: place. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My website is corbymitli.com You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, um, threads now, Patreon. Um, the thing that I will tell you is, because you are, if the listeners are down under as you are, all my books are available on Kindle. Yeah. Um, I had to send a book to Canada, just to Canada, and the postage was half, again, what the book cost. The book it's was crazy. like 17 and the postage was 23 No, 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 you don't want to do that. The thing that I will do, if your people, write to me at Corby at com and say, I heard you on
1: the show. Yeah.
0: I've got uh, an ebook which are the first two chapters of The Psychic Elbrick Road. Uh, the first one is Psychics 101, The Good, The Bad, and The Cleos, How to Figure Out What a Good Psychic is, <laughs> and Psychic 102, How to Have a Great <laughs> Psychic Experience. So I will we'll be happy to send that out.
1: Are you yes, like, Miss Cleo. Oh, you mean Cleopatra?
0: No, no, no. Uh, okay. The good, the bad, and the Cleos. Miss Cleo. Okay. Tell was me. the first psychic with the nine hundred numbers. The the oh, you know right? Part. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She yeah. said she was from Jamaica. She was actually from East Los Angeles, and she was a scam artist, <laughs> which is why I referred to the good, the bad, and the Cleos. <laughs> I
1: I thought you were referring to Cleopatra because I met a lot of Cleopatras in my time. That. um
0: yeah. Oh, no, I have, trust me, I have had people come to me and say, I know I had to be have been ambling because I can't wear turtlenecks. No, honey pie, it doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> Please. That's unusual. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so is there any other question that you think that I should have asked today?
0: Mm-mm. I mean, you honestly, CJ, I have done literally 400 of these over the past 10 years. There is no question that I cannot answer. Uh, right down to mashed potato recipes, if that's what, we wanted you, what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> what I will tell people is we are here to be useful to you. Mm. You can go through your life never having a psychic reading. God is not going to look at you and say, you idiot, you missed your shot. Mm. We are here to be of service. Absolutely, But at the same time, please do respect us. We are not like a burger, a latte, or a car wash that you could just order. I mean, I've had a guy come up to me at a psychic fair when I'm trying to wolf down a sandwich, poke the sandwich at his finger and say, you don't need to eat right now. My wife wants a reading. Obviously, they were never allowed in my booth. My front person came right in front of me. Mm -hmm. But treat us with courtesy and respect and I promise we will do our very best professional job for you.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the best way to go for sure. Yeah. Have you, it, it, have you ever actually read for somebody and had to cut off because of the things that you've seen? That's one question I thought I'd better ask.
0: No, because I don't see bad things. Right. I okay. see challenges. Now, right. there was one person who came to me for a soul plan reading. Um, that's the biggest thing I do. It takes me twelve hours of work. It's based on the work I did with Robert Schwartz, and I said to this person, I could not read for them based on what they described their life as now. Right. They felt dangerous. They felt unhinged. Okay. And so I simply told, I gave them back their money, and Mm. I said, I'm very sorry, but. My guides are closing the door on the Akashic Records for you. Yeah. Um, that was self-preservation. Right. But no. I The the toughest thing I ever saw, I didn't really know it was tough at the time. Um, I said to someone, I see a gray area in your chest. Do you smoke? No. I get it checked anyway. Five years later, the wife comes back and says, we can't thank you enough for what you told Frank. I said, "Who? what? She said, five years ago, you told my husband, there was something gray in his chest that you wanted him to go see. That was the beginning of his ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And because we found it so quickly, he was able to have a good four years before we lost him. Mm. Thank you for that. And I just told her, I'm just the messenger. It is not me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's things like, you know, that is very, very rare.
1: Mm, mm. Still, it's nice to get that feedback, though, that uh, you were on point as somebody it needed it. The,
0: because it means you did some good in the world.
1: Not, mm. gee,
0: look, I'm wonderful, but I did my job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, The reason why I started with that question just now was um, I did go to a psychic fair one time because I was going through some very intense things at the time. And I sat down with the lady, and she started shuffling the cards, and then her face all crumpled up, and and then um, she ended up throwing her money, my money, at me, and saying, "I'm not going to read for you." And she, as she was walking away, I said, "What? What's going on?" She said, "I'm not going to read for you. I can't read for you." And I said, "Tell me what happened." And she said, "What I saw was that you're here to deconstruct reality." And I said, well, "I don't know what that means." <laughs> And she kept on going. I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Maybe it was scary to her to to, to, whatever. That's the whole thing.
0: That's the whole thing. I mean, um, sometimes when a a person is asking about their relationship, Mm. I will see some tough stuff in there, but I couch it in a way that they understand it and it's objective. It's not, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Yeah. the, The only time that I will switch take off my reader's hat, put on my reverend collar, is if a woman tells me that she's battered, gaslit, abused. Mm -hmm. Then I will immediately tell her, ignore the cards. This is how you have to leave. Because it's her life. But other than that, it's their free will, and we have to zip it. It's their choice.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I know thinking back at that time with um, my process and that experience um i actually was working in um, artificial intelligence and uh, writing Mm -hmm. software which for all intents and purposes the spirits were actually telling me in other ways stop writing this software don't do this right now it's to the detriment of you know consciousness but i wasn't Mm -hmm. listening so maybe this was one of the ways it was trying to tell me as well yeah could
0: be could be i mean i i'm not keen on ai um we are not advanced enough to use it too many of the lowest common denominator are going to use it to hurt people. So,
1: Yeah, well, it's 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 released, really. At, the, this, at this time in history, I don't think we can turn back that clock. It's unfortunate, but uh, there could be benefits, there could be hazards, and we'll hopefully um, good spirits get a hold of it and turn it in the right direction. Mm.
0: As my grandmother would say, CJ, from your mouth to God's ears.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Corby, um, I don't think I have any more questions for you right now, and I think um, we've covered a lot of ground here. It's been excellent. You, you know, you're a pleasure to talk to, and and I enjoy your Thank your you. wit and your charm and um, all of your life experiences. Is there? I'm I, I'm I'm just wondering, is there anything else I should have asked? I mean, I, I asked that before. No, and, truly, yeah, truly, we're, you we're you sp- did
0: it. You did a great job. I got most of my funny stories out. Okay.
1: Um,
0: I will leave <laughs> your listeners with those three most important questions to ask yourself yes um what am i x about when you're upset when you're scared whatever x is the emotion yes why am i x about that dig Mm. a little deeper if you go blank ask yourself if you had to guess because that will very often loosen things up yes and then the question we never ask ourselves what do i think would happen If I stopped being X about that, stimulus, belief, response. Mm -hmm. You can change your mind in an instant. Yes. And when you change your mind, everything around you will shift as well.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you and appreciate your time and all the work that you've done. So, again, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, Corby.
0: It was a pleasure to be here, CJ. Thank you for asking.
1: Hmm. Okay, have a really good uh, rest of your weekend and um, bye for now. It was an absolute pleasure talking to Corby today. Uh, She's such a wealth of knowledge and information and understanding and um, does so with um, such wit and charm, and I really appreciate her time. If you have something that you'd like to share on the show, please reach out to me directly at, supernormalized at proton.me And thanks again for listening. And I look forward to having you listen to next week's show. Until then, bye for now.